Welcome to Sound Advice with Phyllis Nichols. This podcast is for women and the men who love them who are determined to make a difference in the world. You'll hear from other women who followed their own path to success, who are willing to share what they've learned along the way. Be ready to laugh, learn, and be inspired. Who knows, your story could be next. Your host, Phyllis Nichols, will make sure you see the possibilities in your own life, and even better, give you proven strategies to get you from where you are to where you want to be. Welcome to the Sound Advice Podcast. This is Phyllis Nichols, and I'm excited to have a guest with me today, my friend Valerie Priester. Um, Valerie is a certified Christian life coach, transformational speaker, and author. She is passionate about awakening the inner spirit and confidence of women who desire a whole life experience filled with peace, self-validating habits, stability, and authenticity. Valerie has had years of success empowering women to create the life they most desire. That sounds, that's perfect. That's so you, Valerie. How are you? Thanks for being with me. I'm great, Phyllis. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So I'm glad that you're here today. I know you've had a lot of stuff that you've been working on. Um, Before we jump into that, though, I always ask, since this is the Sound Advice Podcast, what is a piece of sound advice that you have has held you in good in good stead or something that maybe you refer to regularly that has just really been helpful to you in your life? Oh, wow. One of the things that's really been helpful to me is the advice that I got from so many people, my mom, my dad, um, other people that have been successful in their businesses, and it was to do what you love. Do what you love. And so once I realized, you know, that I absolutely love coaching women, empowering women, and I started to do that, the feeling is it's just like none other. I mean, I, I enjoyed my corporate job where I was a project manager. I, I enjoyed that work. I enjoyed doing that type of work because I'm, I'm a perfectionist, <laughs> and I love to organize. I love to plan. That's, you know, just right. who I am. So even though I enjoyed that, but when I found what I really love, and that is empowering women, there's, there's no other feeling that I get from just the joy and satisfaction from even seeing, you know, when women are truly empowered and they decide that they want to walk into their purpose and walk into their authenticity and, you know, have the authority and do what they really want to do. I, I just, I see the light bulb go off and it's like, wow, it's, it's a, such an, a, just an exhilarating feeling for me. Oh, wow. Yeah, I can so relate. Well, a couple of things that you said there um, really are helpful. First of all, in your, I mean, I can tell in, you know, your voice and I mean, obviously this is something that you feel passionate about, but you obviously did other things in life. So if there's somebody who's listening today and who's like, well, this is great. Do what you love. You know, we've maybe heard that before, but they're kind of you know, in the weeds, maybe trying to figure out, well, what is that? Like, I don't know what that is. Or maybe they sort of know what it is, but they don't really feel like that's something that's going to, they, they can take, right? A lot of people are like, well, gosh, if I did what I love, I'd be a painter or a poet or, you know, whatever. Right. You know what I mean? And and I think for some people, it just feels really out of reach. Mm-hmm. So what might you share with them if they're in that place where they're like, okay, do what you love. That sounds like, you know, great sound advice, but how do I actually really do that? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, 
and, and that's a very good question, Phyllis, because there are so many people who, you know, look at that and say, well, you know, how do I do that? And I know for me, I, you know, worked in the corporate world for many, many years, like I said, as a project manager for close to 15 years. And when I really started to realize, you know, what my passion was and, and the thing that I love doing, I just started with baby steps. I started with, you know, working with five women that basically were my coworkers and, and, you know, they came to me and they were like, I, I just, I need a deeper experience in life. I need a deeper, you know, spiritual connection. I really need to understand who I am. And I started working with those women for free, let me add, <laughs> and just taking those baby steps is what helped me to really hone in on this is my passion. This is my purpose. Sometimes we, um, we don't like move forward in something that we feel like is, is what we really would enjoy doing or we, what we would love doing because of the fear, because of, you know, we think that, well, if I do this, you know, no one's going to buy that or no one's going to pay attention to me. And, and, some, and, and for the most part, it really is just fear that keeps us from moving forward. So what I say to people, you know, in that position, where if you really feel like you have something you love, but you don't know how to step out and do it, just start with baby steps. Start with baby steps. Um, I, I think there was a movie, was it all about Bob or something, a Bob? Remember that movie? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and yeah. he talked about taking the baby steps. Everything yeah. has to start with one step. And so if it's something that you really feel like you, you know, are passionate about and you love doing, find what, what can be the first step. And, and it doesn't matter how small it is, right? The first step may be if you love fashion and you want to become a fashion consultant. You know, the first step may be just researching how do you even get into that industry? You know, what are some other people that are doing it? Just take a baby step. I really love that. Um, I think that's, that's actually really good advice. And, it, and it's really good no matter where you're at. Maybe you're working for somebody and, you know, you want to go for a promotion. I mean, I think a lot of us, fear is certainly a real thing. Um, and, and I don't want to minimize that. But you're right, like taking that first step whether it's like you said, signing up for a class or starting to research an industry or maybe reach out to somebody who's in the industry, you know, those things make it tangible. They make it real. It also um, has that funny way of, as you know, I know you, uh, you know, when you start looking for those kinds of things, then it seems almost sort of miraculous, right? Like certain things yeah. start popping up yeah. and now all of a sudden it's like, oh, I was researching the fashion industry and now all of a sudden, like I just, you know, I met somebody who's a stylist or I met somebody who's doing, you know, fashion photo shoots. And it's like this really, you know, those things actually really happen once, once you're in action and you're, and you're doing and not just thinking. Absolutely. That is so true, Phyllis, because for me, you know, going, doing this journey, there were, you know, many things that I didn't know how to do. I didn't know where to start. I didn't know, you know, even what to look for. But just having the passion and the desire and stepping out, making that first step, what you're saying is so true. Things begin to just present themselves to me, right? People begin to come into my life and they were in alignment with the thing that I was desiring to do. And so they were able to show me, you know, what I needed to do or point me in a direction that I needed to go in. And it's just so very true. Whatever we're focused on, whatever that desire is that we really allow it to surface and start focusing on what we really want, I just say that the universe will cooperate with you and start putting things in your, in your space 
that will help you move out into that desire, whatever that is. So true. I know sometimes, and I've been, I've been on the other end of this where I've been listening to people have maybe having a conversation like us and, and, and rolling my eyes going, yeah, yeah, you're the universe. But, but I've, but you know, it's happened to me and it's happened to many others. And so I know for people out there who may be skeptical like I have been, you know, there really is a science behind this and it has to do with part of the brain. I think it's called a reticulating activator or something like that. You can Google that. But anyway, it's, it's, it is part of what your subconscious really starts looking for, the things that you're focusing on and, and stuff like that. So, so don't be a skeptic. Right. Absolutely. I, I was in that uh, same place, Phyllis. I, I, you know, when, when I was first presented with, like, the law of attraction, right, I was like, oh, no, <laughs> I, I don't think so. You know, and a lot of that comes from, again, fear. Because of, you know, however we've been raised, whatever our religious beliefs are and, you know, the things that have been instilled in us um, from, a, from a childhood. And we sometimes have a closed mind, you know, to things that we don't understand or things that we don't know. Right. So I was the same way. I was like, I, I'm not too sure about this, you know. But through further study and, you know, really understanding how our mind works and how our subconscious mind works, I've just learned, and more than anything, through experience, that there is a true science to this. Right, there is. And I think that I love what you shared, too, when we talk about baby steps, because I think it's great to have really big dreams and goals, and you certainly don't want to tamper that at all. I think dreaming big is is really important, but it's also good to know that, like, you don't have to tackle the whole thing, right? You don't have to write the great American novel in one day. Like, you just have to get started on it. You just have to kind of figure out what step one and two is and and get those done, and, you know, typically then I, I think it feels much more manageable. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. When I work with my clients, you know, I, I, I tell them, like you said, don't try to create Rome in a night, right? Just yeah. take it one step at a time. And, you know, a lot of times, like you said, I, I believe in dreaming big. I believe in setting goals, you know, for our future. And, you know, I believe in all of that. And I do that. But I also take a step back from the big picture and look at, okay, what are the small pieces that make up the big picture? Right. What are the small steps that I need to take to get me there? And so that's why I'm I'm just so um, I'm so focused on planning in three month increments, because I think the smaller pieces will get you to the bigger picture, but it doesn't overwhelm you. You know, if you're trying to, you know, plan to build Taj Mahal overnight. Right. (laughs) You know, it's just going to overwhelm you and then you end up quitting. So take it in smaller steps. Nope, that's great. That's really great advice. Now, let me ask, I know that you do a lot of coaching. So what would be a typical um, coaching with you? I mean, do you do one-on-one or is that more through a group? Explain a little bit about how you work because everybody does this a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. You know, I, when I first started, I did a lot of one-on-one, a lot of, and I love one-on-one. I really do because it allows me the opportunity to connect with people individually. So I Mm -hmm. still do one-on-one, but I don't do it as much. Most of my coaching now is around group coaching. And the reason I kind of switched to that model is I found that there is definitely synergy and support in having Mm -hmm. others involved in helping you take the next step. Because, you know, so many of us get caught up in fear. Sometimes when we are a part of a group, 
it makes it a lot easier because you have the support of the group, right? You have the encouragement of a group. And so I moved more to a group coaching model. Now, I, as I said, I still have one-on-one, but that's more on the premium side. If someone really you know, thinks that they need to work with me one-on-one, right. it's still there. It's still available. But I love group coaching. And the other reason I love it is because it allows me the opportunity to be able to reach and impact more people, right? As I said, mm-hmm. I, when I first started, I, I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to coach the world. <laughs> right. And I, I remember my um, my CPA said to me, you know, when we were sitting down and, and kind of planning my business out. And, and he said to me, he said, this is great, but I don't think you're ever going to be able to meet the financial goals that you have set for yourself if it's just you coaching. Because you're only one person and you only have mm-hmm. 24 hours in a day. Right. <laughs> so here I am years later seventh year and it finally dawned on me wow he's right right i i mean i can only impact so many people if i try to do it one-on-one but if i put it in the group setting i can impact so many more lives and so that's why i love that setting no that's that's really true and i do agree there is something that does happen in a group dynamic whether you you mentioned the word synergy and the word support and i think both of those are are really important i've experienced that myself um and i think it also as you said it makes it a little easier you know i think humans are we're just we're hardwired for connection yeah yeah, you know, so when we have that connection at the same time that we're also maybe having a growth experience, whether it's, you know, we're learning something new or we're pushing ourselves, I think it just really, uh, it's impactful and it also um, makes it a little easier to do those things, you know, to, to feel like, okay, I'm going to really push myself a little bit and try something new or put myself out there in a different way. And I know at least a few people kind of have my back and it's going to be okay. Absolutely. (laughs) And, you know, and that's a big thing, actually. I mean, we're talking (laughs) about it in really simple terms, but that's a really big, a big thing for many of us. Yes. Yes. And I mean, you think about it. I mean, that's the whole concept of coaching even is that I'm there, you know, to walk alongside you, you know, and in many cases, hold your hand when you need me to hold your hand and go on this journey with you. So it doesn't, you know, it doesn't appear to be as frightening or you know paralyzing to you because you don't know how to make the step by yourself so I mean that's the whole concept behind coaching and so when you put that together with a group of people who you know believe in each other and who who really upholds the best interests of each other in the group it just gives you that added support that added accountability and the synergy of the group really helps you to move forward and grow faster I totally agree. And I and I love that. I think, too, it, not every single person, um, I know you and I are both fairly social people. So, you know, the energy of other people really feeds me as well. And I know not everybody is that way exactly, but they can certainly still benefit and appreciate the support part of having that group behind them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So if somebody's listening to us today and they're sitting there and they're like, oh, this all sounds really great. Here I am sitting here and I'm not really even sure what that first baby step should be. What kind of advice or resources would you encourage them to do? Like what what would you, you know, what could that first step be or look like? You know, I, I would think the first step would be to really get in touch with what it is that you really want. Right. A lot of times when um, people come to me and, and, and this is one of the biggest questions I always get is that I don't know what I want. And so in order for you to even begin a journey, you got to know where you're going. So the first thing is really getting in touch with what is it that you want? What is 
this dream life that you want? What does it look like? It, you know, it could be a promotion on your job. It could be, you know, moving into management or upper level management on your job. It could be starting a business. It could be starting a family, right? Whatever it right. is, the first step is getting really clear on what you want. Because until you get clear on that, you, you really don't know the first step to take. Right. So now why do you think that people have problems, you know, why do you think they come to you and, and they don't really know? I mean, is it that they're just not in tune or is it something maybe where they're just sort of afraid to even acknowledge kind of what that there there could be more to their life? Like, what do you think sort of underneath that? that sort of unknowingness because I think at the end of it I think we all sort of know but mm -hmm. uh, but but I've been there too where I feel like you know what I don't really know the answer to that question today I, I so, think I think the second one that you said is is definitely probably in the 90 percentile of what most people are dealing with is that they're afraid it's fear we really right. believe that you know we can't have this this thing this dream that seems to be so far away from us Right. And so unobtainable for us. And a lot of times that's because of the things that we've gone through in our upbringing, the things that, you know, were spoken over our lives when we were children um, from our parents, from our teachers. You know, however well-meaning it was, some of the things that were spoken over our lives really hold us now even in bondage of believing that we can have better, we can do better, and we can you know, right. be whatever it is that we want to be. And so one of the largest things is the fear, right? We all know, I, I so agree with you, we all know what we want. Deep down on a, on a deep, deep soul level, we know what we mm -hmm. want, right? Because, I mean, I've known since I was a little girl, like, you know, four or five years old, that I wanted to teach. I, that's just, that was in me, right? So, yeah, right. We all know what it is, but it's the things that has been piled on top of, you know, our belief system of what is possible for us. And mm -hmm. so as children, as we're coming up, remember, we're all, you know, raised in, in this society where we get praised when we do what someone else thinks is right or good. Right. And then right. we get punished for what someone else thinks is wrong or bad. And so we carry that into our adulthood, and some of that stuff that, that someone else thought was bad and wrong, it was part of our creativity. It was a part of who we are. And because we were punished for it and, or told that it was bad or told that we can't do that, we then push it down, and we don't allow it to surface, but it's really what we want. And so the right, biggest well. thing is fear. Right. That's really powerful, though, what you just shared. And I think I think a lot of us can relate to that. Right. Like the um, uh, I read I was just reading a book and I, the name of it will come to me. If I don't think of it, I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. But they were saying up until children are about eight years old, right around there, mm -hmm. you know, if you ask them what they want to be or what they want to do, right, like they're they're limitless. The answers yes. could be, you know, like I want to be the president. I want to be an astronaut. I want to, you know, whatever, all these, you know, and some of them are very simple. Like I want to be a teacher. I want to be a whatever. So, and then, you know, they said right around age eight and a little bit older is when they start hearing sometimes they're just told and sometimes yeah. it's sort of um, subtle. It's not like somebody goes, you can never be an astronaut, right. but they sort of learn like, Oh, you know, I have to be more real anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of interesting. So 
<laughs> it made me start to think like, okay, when I was eight, like, what did I want? I want, do? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and and that's why I say it's so true that you know it, a lot of it comes from our parents, and as well-meaning as they were, it was right. They they parented from their position of what they right. believed they could do. Right. Right. And and that all came from how they were parented. And so it goes back. It's, it's all in that pathology of what we, you know, passed down generation to generation to generation. And so if my mother, you know, never believed that she could be a nurse and, and I said, hey, I want to be a nurse, I want to be a nurse, then her natural instinct is to protect me. And it's to tell me all of the reasons why I can't be a nurse. Right. right. Because you got to go to school for this and you got to do this and you got to, you know, you got to do this thing. And, and it costs a lot of money to go to school. And from where she's sitting, she's not able to financially afford that right now. So naturally, she's going to try and protect me. Right. But in that protection, she's also killing my dream. She's killing that 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 childlike dream that I just want to be a nurse. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, well, no, that's 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 very true, and I think it's great. I liked your advice, though, for people to just really um, just just be honest and be like, you know, what 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 is it that you truly do want? I think that is a really good first place to start. So, yes, I think that's great. Now, as as we kind of wind up, if people want to get really in tune to what it is they really truly want, if they want to get in touch with you and talk with you about this more. The best way for them to reach you is on your website, which Correct. is victoriouslifecoaching.com. Valerie will also put that information on the show notes so people will be able to reach you. But before we um, leave today, do you have any final little piece of advice that you would want to send out today? As as uh, people are listening, if there's someone who's like, okay, I'm ready and I'm, I, I'm ready to kind of do this, is there you know, any exercise or example or a way for them to sort of take that step? Sure, absolutely. So my sound advice <laughs> that I want to leave you. you with is I want to make sure that you understand that you have to start with the right mindset, right? And that, that's why I'm, I'm known as the mindset lady, because I help you really get in tune with the mindset that you're going to need to accomplish whatever your next is. Right. Like I said, that next can be starting a business. It can be getting a promotion on your job. It can be starting a family, getting married, whatever that next is for you. You have to start with the right mindset. And part of that mindset is to believe in yourself, believe that you have everything that you need to accomplish whatever it is that you want. Right. You can do be and have whatever it is that you want, but it all starts in your mind. And then I want to tell you this. Make sure that you take action. Take the baby step. Understand that imperfect action is better than no action at all. So take the baby step. Then don't be afraid to ask for help, especially in, in, for women, right? That's one of the biggest things that we struggle with is we don't always want to ask for help. We always want to feel like I can do this. I can do it all on my own. Well, let me just tell you, no one has ever reached success all by themselves. You need help. Right. You can't do this alone. You can't be a woman or a man on an island and a, and reach the right. level of success that you want to reach all by yourself. So don't be afraid to ask for help. And then once you take the baby steps, once you start the action and the momentum of moving towards what you really desire, the most important thing is this. Be consistent. Whatever it is, be consistent. 
Well, that's fantastic. Actually, those all of that, you just sort of laid out a, the, the map. That's perfect. I love that saying, too, that imperfect action is better than no action. That's so true. Just just getting some momentum and, you know, you can sit around and dream about your big dreams, but until you actually start taking some action, you know, they are going to feel really far away Absolutely. and really impossible. So thank you, Valerie. You, you are just, so welcome huge amount of great information. I appreciate you being so generous and sharing that with us today. We'll, again, on the uh, the website and the show notes, we'll definitely have some more information about Valerie and how you can connect with her. Thanks so much. Thank you. Till next time, have fun, be you, and share your sound advice with the world. For more info and show notes, or to connect with Phyllis, go to soundadvicesales.com or on Facebook at Sound Advice Sales.
This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM. Women's voices amplified.